It's Friday the 15th of December. This is the Climate Alarm Clock. This week's headlines, COP28, a historic deal, but what does that mean? And in Ireland, fossil fuel divestment motions passed. Hello and welcome to the Climate Alarm Clock, your Irish climate news podcast. I'm Dara Wynn and I'm joined today for the season five finale um as always by anna pringle and kira daly uh how are you both getting on good for anyone who's wondering that was me trying to do celebratory make uh music but it just sounded like i was a baby making gurgly sounds (laughs) we need you to do some musical interludes though kira you're you're good at that am i (laughs) Mm. doing well here dara uh, glad to be coming towards the end of the season and the year and all that. I yeah, I don't know where don't know where the time has gone at all. Yeah. yeah. Also, I should mention that um, our trusty sound editor Rob is not with us this week, so any editing mistakes are all mine. Just to oh, know, Anna, I take no credit, <laughs> I, but I'm just warning people in advance and. Uh, Dara or Kira, you want to tell us why Rob is not with us? He has been arrested for tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had a baby! <laughs> well, he didn't, yeah, actually. His partner did. But he's a new dad <laughs> and welcomed lovely baby Callum to the world. So um, congratulations to Rob and Charlena. Congratulations, yeah, congrats, you guys. Yeah, really Although I might not be quite as congratulatory when I'm trying to edit this later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bloody Callum. <laughs> <laughs> Very inconvenient having a baby during the middle of our show. So during the series, Anna, not during the show. I <laughs> do. That's a different yeah, podcast. That That's a different oh my podcast. God, it was so stressful. Um, so before we get into the stories, um, a reminder that if you want to support the work that we do, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com forward slash the climate alarm. And we had some lovely comments in over the last couple of weeks, Anna. Yeah, it's great to get them always. Um, Liam bought us some copies and said, look forward to your podcast as I love how you present the show with humour. And he said he's on X but ends up doom scrolling and it's not good for his mental health, which I would have to agree with. Um, And he says, hence your show is a breath of fresh air. It brings me back to the here and now. That was nice. And then we heard from Kevin, one of our biggest fans who haven't heard from Kevin for a while. So it's great to hear from him. And he said, thanks again. I've been too busy working on this stuff day to day to listen no. recently. Good man, Kevin. We need you to be doing that. Um, he said, just caught up now. And Owen's reflection towards the end of the first cop episode was great and much needed. Yeah. yeah. So, so thanks as always, Kevin. Owen for the win. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and I, 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 yeah, I totally agree with what Kevin said there about Owen's reflection at the end. That I that really stuck with me as well. Um, and also, it's lovely to hear, um, you know, just that he that that he's doing work in this space as well. Um, yeah. And I think that's one thing I really love about the podcast is I know that there's loads of amazing people in the climate space who listen in to us. Um, so to all the people tuning in who are doing amazing climate work out there, thanks a million for all the work that you yeah. guys are doing. 
Um, Absolutely. Oh, this is so sweet. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Um, <laughs> don't worry. We're not going to be sweet for long, Kira. <laughs> yeah, because uh, obviously we're recording this the day after COP28 finished up. So the annual um, global climate conference that this year was held in uh, the UAE. So we've had our decision yesterday and our final text and all that. So Anna, do you want to talk us through it a little bit? Yeah. Um, so just, you know, as a reminder to everybody, we're, this is not about hard news here. This is about us trying to figure out what, what we think, I suppose, about the deal yesterday and the reactions to it. Um, so I was up early yesterday morning and I always turn on the radio first thing. So between 6.30 a.m. and 7.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning, sorry, um, it went from there's no deal, it's a complete failure, the language is terrible, to all of a sudden elation at a breakthrough deal. And I was sort of going, what just happened here? And actually, if you go and look at the COP28 official website, the phrase on it now is, we united, we acted, we delivered. And it's the UAE consensus. So it went from so it went from a complete breakdown because they'd taken out fossil fuel phase out out of the language to all of a sudden there's a standing ovation <coughs> in the arena and it's all a historic breakthrough and it's all positive. So I find myself sitting there with my cup of coffee wondering how much of this is real and how much of this is some really good PR from the UAE in particular um, and we know about the fossil fuel interests that are involved in that so yeah so that was kind of where I was left when I first heard it but the summary is that a deal was agreed in Dubai after days of negotiations for the first time ever and, I, and this in itself is mind blowing after 28 years for the first time ever the deal calls on countries to move away from the use of fossil fuels to transition away from fossil fuels, but only in energy systems. That's what the language says, fossil fuels in energy systems. And we might come back to that. So for the first time ever, it actually does mention fossil fuels because the Paris Agreement, for example, didn't mention fossil fuels at all. Well, they weren't mentioned. So it's yeah. the first time in 28 so, years the mention of fossil fuels has been... Yes, in the as final, in transitioning in the away from fossil fuels. Caps. In yeah, the final... Yeah. yeah. Um, so... That's what's been, I mean, Eamon Ryan came on Morning Ireland shortly after that, delighted, reiterated that's the first time fossil fuels were mentioned in a COP agreement. And his take on it was, it's not perfect, but, you know, we delivered this together and it shows how we can work together collectively. And he said, you know, it's not just about the transition away from fossil fuels, it's also about building new renewable energy future. And, you know, a big part of it is... Uh, you know, a huge um, impact of renewables and a huge emphasis on more renewables in the future. So Morning Ireland, which actually I think has been doing a good job at asking very informed questions and asking tough questions, um, asked Eamon Ryan, how does transition away equal phasing out? Uh, because phasing out is pretty clear. It's going to, they're going to be gone. Transition away is a lot more wishy-washy. Um, but Eamon's response was it's the same thing it means the same and the financial system has to change to recognize that mm, i think i think the big i think the big issue with you know whether it said transition away or phase out it there's no real timeline there yeah 
um and there's no you know there's no real concrete concrete steps or concrete pathway um and it's just absolutely mad that you know after 28 cops this is the first time the fossil fuels is mentioned i think that kind of shows you know when we did the episode a couple of weeks ago i don't think any of our expectations were particularly high no i can safely say this is the cop that i've paid the least attention to in the last four or five years um just because my expectations were so low and that kind of sums it up you know like cop it it has a role and it has a purpose but it's it's not as significant as i think we would like um so obviously yeah it's great fossil fuels have been mentioned but they've (laughs) you know that it's taken that it's taken this long uh along the journey for it to happen i think is you know just kind of tells tells you all you need to know about the process i was going to make a joke that you know it's very irish it's it for me it feels like a very irish thing you know we're so indirect like in ireland like oh like that that lad's fond of the drink like me oh he's a raging alcoholic or (laughs) you know he's fairly bad with the nerves he's um you know he's got serious mental health issues um and that's kind of the same oh oh you know you know like they're 28 years going oh you know now you know what i mean like we like yeah it, it it's those fossil fuels like that it kind of takes 28 <laughs> years to to get it out like to actually say what it is that we need to say but then actually on reflection it's probably you know it like there probably is a parallel there with like you know the fact that we are as a society totally addicted to fossil fuels and it's these leaders who have kind of got us into this problem and don't want to don't want to admit it you know so i think there is a kind of less maybe less funny parallel so you know you're saying like the Um, language is not very direct like phasing away or transitioning away or whatever it is phasing down like what does that actually no it's transitioning it's saying we will transition away from fossil fuel in energy systems what does that actually mean like what does the detail what of that plan look like like not like the granular detail but who's committing to do what or supposed to be committing well, to do what that's a big question so the, none of that detail is really laid out clearly no the the countries that have signed up which is approximately 170 180 countries i think are saying that they will work together to transition away from fossil fuels in energy systems okay. um but there's no specifics it's not and and even Mary Robinson was on the radio this morning and um, she was saying that, you know, it's all that's all grand. So but the pledges have to become reality, yeah. you know, and, you know, and that that's not happening. So and she said, you know, pledges are the pledges are important if they're delivered, but a lot are not delivered. So and and her point was we need precise targets and to hold people accountable yeah so that's what i was getting at there's is there there's no like solid targets that countries are going to work towards yet is there well ireland has a solid target the eu has a solid target but we're not meeting it so our our target is that we reduce fossil fuels by 51 percent by 2030 and right now we're on target to reduce them by 29 percent okay by 2030 so we're way we're way behind our target um, and as Mary Robinson said, you know, that means we should be all hands on deck now working towards yeah. this because mm. our targets are also they're legally binding. Okay. Great. Yeah. So we'll be yeah. getting it done, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah there is there is part of me as well that feels um that you know the the like that those celebrations that y- you mentioned anna that you know it was like oh it's going to be a total failure and then there's these big celebrations um you know it's ki- it's it's kind of like a glorious failure or celebrating you know like th- <laughs> like given given giving themselves a pat on the back for doing incredibly average at best you know i think the kind of expectations and the standards that they've set for themselves and for this whole process are so low um it does remind <laughs> it does remind me a bit uh, sporting analogy alert. Um, you know when Ireland's at, when I Ireland's one at a major w- when Ireland's at a major tournament. You know, like the last the last Rugby World Cup, where obviously the expectations were so high, and then they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. And I remember seeing some comments by some of the commentators being like, "This quarterfinal loss feels different to all the other ones." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, as if we as if we lost better, um, and kind of being proud of the relative failure or the mediocrity and that's kind of what it feels like to me it's just the expectations of the people within cop aren't what they should be um well you know what it felt like to me was a massive pr win for the sultan and the uae and the petro states and oil company lobbyists that were there because they got to declare we achieved we united we achieved we delivered um we delivered a historic agreement and the UAE did this and Sultan, what's his name, did it. And and I almost had the impression that though that all of that messaging and language was ready to go almost no matter what happened. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah so for sure. Just, yeah, yeah. So they got a yeah. PR win. But but I mean, I think all of the people I respect in the climate who had you know, commentators that I would follow very closely, I don't think I've seen any of them. Uh, unreservedly welcome this and in fact most of them have been very critical of it yeah and I, I like i suppose that is one kind of positive for me is that i think five years ago a lot of the a lot of climate commentators would have been a bit more balanced and been a bit more measured and been like oh you know there are some successes there whereas now i think so many climate commentators are calling the things out that need to be called out. And even I saw a little interview with Liz Bonin on it. Yes, know, she BBC was very good. And, you know, yeah. she, she was really, really, really good. Um, for me, the the one that really stood out to me was Kevin Anderson put up a really, really good statement. So we started off by saying that, you know, 1.5 is disappearing, if not gone, that 1.5 degree target. And then he finished off by saying the climate challenge we face today is 40 billion tons of carbon dioxide harder than it was last year and around one third of a trillion tons more difficult than at the time of the Paris Agreement. COP28 might well have been appropriate if it had taken place in 2000, but in 2023 it falls short of our Paris temperature and equity commitments. The time for polish, rhetoric and applause is gone. We face a climate emergency that the COP process appears simply unwilling or unable to address. And, uh, yeah, for me, that's just really on point, uh, really sums it up well. Yeah, and like Kevin Anderson would be on the more, tends to be more radical than a lot of um, climate scientists, but Michael Mann, who is more more centrist, I suppose, uh, and also very highly regarded, um, he absolutely said similar he said it's you know it's cop 28 not meeting the moment 
disappointing final agreement which stops short of a commitment to phase out fossil fuels. And he said the window of opportunity for limiting warming below a catastrophic 1.5 degrees is starting to close and we need far more urgency. Yeah. Whereas uh, um, Monbiot was like, it's frankly pathetic, the final agreement, <laughs> and called it hopium. But I would say <laughs> hopium is, I'm going to yeah. draw a bit of that, draw a little drag of that. Like, is there actually not a positive to be taken from it in that? Because there's so much, I, somehow there's, you know, people still feel, I don't know, awkward or like they're a bit mental to say like, you know, oh, fossil fuels are, you know, what is causing uh the climate crisis or what is exacerbating it like it can be people can feel intimidated by entering into the topic in case they sound like a wacko but this sort of adds credibility like if a petro state is where an agreement like this happens then that kind of takes the edge off that intimidation of saying oh i'm kind of concerned about fossil fuels is that like me totally having too many hits of opium or is there a positive to be taken from no, that no no i i i agree with you um i agree with you there and yeah i think actually anna that quote you found from bill mckibben i think ties into that quite well yeah and so bill mckibben has i mean he's been working tirelessly for decades and he's a and he's done an awful lot around divestment, which we'll be talking about in a minute. And he's done an awful lot around um, targeting the banks for financing fossil fuels and so on. But he, his take on it was, yeah, it's disappointing, but his take on it was, and this is important, it's a tool for activists to use henceforth. So his point was that the world's nations have now publicly agreed that they need to transition off fossil fuels. And like you just said, Kira, they've done that publicly. They've done it in a petro state. Mm. And Bill McKibben says that sentence will hang over every discussion from now on and especially the discussions about any further expansion of fossil fuel energy. So he's like, take the tool, use it, remind them of it and make it as useful as possible, which I think is a as a Mm. is a good way of thinking about it. Um, Yeah, a little bit of hopium. Yeah, so there you go, Kira, having the same thoughts as uh, Bill McKibben, as veteran yes. climate activist Bill McKibben. Yeah. So I guess we heroes. could say he's having the same thoughts as Climate Alarm Clock co-host <laughs> Kira Daly. <laughs> you know, it works Actually, both ways. Who said it two things can be true at Bill once. Two, <laughs> yeah, and literally, Bill. A year and a half ago, Kira knew nothing about climate change. So, <laughs> up your game, Bill. So yeah, up your game. Yeah, catch um, up, Bill. But actually, I think John Gibbons had the best um, analogy. Sorry, Dara, he beat you on the analogy front. Um, so he said, uh, seeing the outcome of the COP28 conference unfold is like watching a dog riding a bicycle. So he said, it's not elegant. It may not be making much progress, but the real wonder is that it's happening at all. <laughs> That now, if you said it was in the Olympics, then it would be a sporting analogy and I could get behind it. Uh, um, yeah. Just before we move on from COP, uh, a shout out uh, or a mention of uh, Lisa Priya Kangujam, a 12 year old oh, yeah. protester uh, who burst onto the stage, who got into the kind of main um, main part of the summit, where I think it was a world leaders discussion. Um or one of the big meetings in any case, with a sign that said, end fossil fuels, save our planet and our future. And uh, Fair play to her. Uh, yeah, fair play to her is right. Um, yeah. 
And, and actually, I should also acknowledge the work that the Irish delegation, the official Irish delegation did as well. We're, we're often critical um, of our ministers and so on, but, but Eamon Ryan played a leading role in the finance side of things. He was rep- representing the EU and he brought a very talented team of people with him who worked tirelessly to try to get an agreement over the line and to do their best that they could. And, and these things are not easy. Anybody who's ever been in a union discussion or any kind of negotiations knows it's not easy. And you've got 200 countries that you have to try to get achieve something with. Um, so I would, yeah, I would have to say for once um, <laughs> that I would be yeah appreciative, very appreciative of their Well, Eamon Ryan, if you have been looking for your dream Christmas present, you've just gotten it. Praise <laughs> from Anna Pringle. You are welcome. Begrudging, begrudging <laughs> um, praise. Yeah, yeah, no, in fairness, I think, I think, um, yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. I don't think I've anything else to add. I think, um, you know, if you watch some of his speeches and you can, you can, from the last couple of weeks, you know, and you can see, you can see kind of the appreciation and the admiration sometimes from the other leaders who are listening. Um, yeah, really, 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 um, really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Two for the price of one. Um, which I think moves us on nicely to our uh, next story. Um, I, might have to re- I might have to recuse myself from this one. <laughs> Anna, I don't know what that means. It means I might. I can't really comment on it. Oh. Um, yeah, so this is news of a motion that passed in the Dáil on Wednesday. And this was a motion tabled by independent TD from Donegal Thomas oh, Pringle Donegal. Um, Woohoo. who uh, who's my second favourite Pringle <laughs> um, but yeah uh, there was a bill calling for the Irish government to support the proposed uh, global fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty um, that's a treaty that's already been backed by 12 nations and the World Health Organization and European Parliament so it was, and it was also calling on the government to strengthen its Fossil Fuel Divestment Act in 2018. So Ireland was kind of a world leader in 2018 with the Fossil Fuel Divestment Act that basically all its state wealth and stuff was going to be moved away from any investments in, in fossil fuels. And now uh, this uh, motion yesterday was looking to strengthen that. So was looking to, as well as sort of direct investments in fossil fuels, to also move away from indirect investments in fossil fuels. So, um, and yet that was quite groundbreaking in 2018. And um, sorry, who brought it in again in 2018? <laughs> mm. Who was it? Who was it that sponsored it in 2018? Was it Thomas Pringle? Oh, oh. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know what's re- do you know what's really embarrassing? What? <laughs> what is when I when I met him the last time uh, a few weeks ago, and I said, oh, "Are you up to anything in particular at the moment?" And he said, "Oh, yeah, doing something on the fossil fuel investment bill." And I was like, "Oh, is that Breed Smith?" Oh, oh Dara. <laughs> So uh, see, Breach Smith gets all the credit, and it's like, yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah, give Thomas. Uh, men, uh, they're just so <laughs> overlooked. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Thomas, if you're listening. So, uh, yeah, sorry. I want to do a, ch- a dictionary check. That. What does non-proliferation treaty? What is that? So there used to be a thing called the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, which I think still exists. It just means that you don't want. So in the in the context of nuclear, it meant 
that you don't want nuclear arms to spread beyond the number of countries that they're in. So they okay. don't want them to proliferate. So he's trying to stop fossil fuels proliferating yeah Good there's a movement called the fossil fuel not it's, it's, it doesn't it doesn't trip off the tongue i have to say but there's a movement an international movement for fossil fuel non-proliferation and they're trying to get a treaty established yeah. and during i think during cop the colombian government announced that colombia would support it and i think there's about 12 countries that have said they'll support it but so what what the motion the other night does is is um, endorses that Ireland should support the development of the of the fossil fuel non-proliferation Amazing. treaty. Amazing. Good. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I feel, you know, I feel sometimes when we're doing the podcast, you know, I can get a bit carried away sometimes um, and I feel that we're bigger than our station and I think the fact that, you know, one of our hosts um, obviously that we're talking about your uh, brother Anna now I feel a bit like Miriam O'Callaghan and Jim O'Callaghan on prime time <laughs> sometimes um, all, all the kind of you know interconnections between RTE and <laughs> and the big parties so we have our own little uh, version here but we're being very upfront and uh, <laughs> and honest about it and that's where and that's we're where not we're gaining different. anything from it really I am other than, he know, sent me I, a, an I, envelope <laughs> of money I'm joking <laughs> But yeah, that's my little brother. That is honestly um, so yeah, impressive, though. Like, what a show of leadership because he's an independent TD, isn't he? Yes, and you know, it's not the most popular uh, topic in Donegal, yeah. as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was it was voted for across the board, yeah. wasn't it? The motion passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, no, but yeah. And, you know, and I then asked him. So direct from my political source tells me <laughs> that. Um, you know, I you know I asked him well, how did it work, and he said, "Well, now it's up to the government to join in the drafting of the treaty and work that out, and they need to pursue it." And then he finished by saying, "We will probably have to keep after them to do yeah. it." So we will yeah. attempt to help with that, keeping after them yeah. to do it. Yeah, but um, no, but it's brilliant, really, really good to see, and I think especially after the disappointment of COP, you know, one of the things that came out of COP was that, you know, it's not fit for purpose, and there are other things that we could be doing. Yes. And one of the things I know George Monbiot suggested was binding treaties, you know, that we don't have to have this meeting every year, that we can have these treaties being developed yep. that people can join, and you can start off with a small number of countries and build it that way. Um, and that is one of the kind of alternatives to COP, so absolutely amazing. Yep. Um, work by by Thomas Pringle. One of the interesting things about the fossil fuel divestment and this motion is that it's supported by the Stop Climate Chaos Coalition, Trocra did a lot of work on it, Friends of the Earth, etc. So they've all kind of worked together with Thomas behind the scenes to help Amazing. get that um, put forward and drafted and so on. And um, actually, Oshin Coughlin had a good, from Friends of the Earth, had a good quote when he said that um, this kind of treaty can be a shot in the arm for international climate diplomacy. He said, especially when COP only progresses at the pace of the most obstructive petrostates. So it's another way of trying to get beyond those petrostates and, and you know, take a different approach to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was great, great work, really. And just a really, yeah, I think a great alternative climate story to see to COP yesterday. And I have to say, our, th our Thomas is one of our most... Um, committed listeners so he's probably mortified <laughs> now i'd say he's blushing i'd say he's gone i'd say he's like you know fast forwarding part past the parts where we're um 
praising but him. But so. you know what? So we Thomas, move yeah, back yeah. to... Don't let it go to your head, to Thomas. Breed, breed Smith. <laughs> yeah. Is that her name? And, and to be fair, yeah. yeah. Smith, <laughs> She's yeah. great. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. It's probably it's probably the second best thing he's done in the doll all year after uh, after what he told to, after what he said to Danny Healy Ray a well, few weeks ago. Yes, there were no swear words involved this time. Well done, Thomas. Can I attempt a sporting analogy? All right, we after this Ooh, after oh, this we'll right. tone down the Thomas Pringle fan club. But I think in my mind this is quite clever. So it's like a cop, right? Um, <laughs> could be really bad it's like a cop the the political leaders have picked up the ball right and they're like oh we have this ball we're gonna run we're gonna run towards the the goal now but then kind of they're running and they're like i'm a bit tired i want to stop i want to i want to go back but they turn around and thomas pringle is there he's like keep running and then he's chasing them towards the goal and then we you know slowly but surely we're all we're all getting closer but if there's more thomas pringles and we all just keep chasing them then we're you know slowly going to get there <laughs> is that uh, right yeah <laughs> right will we move on um so yeah so yeah moving, we'll move on to moving. our second favorite person <laughs> yeah so yeah i think as i said it was great to see the the story of uh the story about the fossil fuel divestment and non-proliferation treaty in the wake of cop and another th- another story um that I think uh, I knew you would would be happy to see was the latest update with (laughs) Bernard Looney. Our Bernard is back in the news. Our Bernard. (laughs) (laughs) He sure is. So some of our listeners are very invested in this story. I've had deep conversations about Bernie with a few people recently. So we were... And um, also we had had a notification there yesterday... uh, La- yesterday because uh, Ronan O'Donoghue commented under one of our posts tagged us and said uh, I see Kira's friends is back in the headlines <laughs> so see yeah Kira's buddy Bernie so Bernie it's you know it turns out that all his serious misconduct and that's a quote um, has is going to cost him a bit of money he is going to have to forfeit 32.4 million pounds sterling because of his serious misconduct. So what is his serious misconduct? Kira, he had some past relationships with colleagues. I mean, if a man cannot sleep with his colleagues in 2023, <laughs> <laughs> multiple colleagues, <laughs> we've gone soft. I think it was I think it was the fact he didn't declare. I think that's what this thing is that he didn't follow the procedure and and he told them he had declared all the relationships. He failed he, to d- he failed to disclose past relationships. Mind you, it sounds like there were so many of them he could have quite easily forgotten. A couple of dozen. I know people are like, oh, like we're saying here that I'm delighted with this story. I'm not. I don't get it. Maybe I'm naive. I'm like, how can he forfeit 32 million pounds because he slept like he didn't? I like, I don't know. The suspicious part of me is like, I feel like I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but maybe there's something darker behind it, which makes me sad. I don't care that this man lost all his money. I just the whole thing to me is ugh, and I... If the money was being do- no no no, but if the money was being donated to charity, maybe I'd be like, this is the great story. But it just means that Bernard Looney doesn't get this money, but now the fossil fuel company keeps it instead. Oh <laughs> great! 
Yeah, exactly. And the reason that he's losing it is because they fired him. He resigned three months ago and now they've fired him. So that means that any of his share awards that have invested, he forfeits. Yeah. So that's the 32 million. So he still made a load of money. I wouldn't worry about him too much. Um, he still made a load of money. But um, but yeah, you're right. It's like it is. It just goes back to BP. So, yeah, so yeah, surprise. Great. I'm actually I'm, I'm not having a positive hopium moment. <laughs> You're not even feeling a slight bit, a slight bit of. Um... No, today is the day. I'm going to just be a grumpy. This is the new me. Okay. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, yeah, I thought it. Was, I, yeah, I thought it was great to get one last, one last Bernard update before the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. And then it's bye bye Bernie after that. So in our yeah. show notes, we have a GoFundMe to help Bernie uh, make up the difference. Yeah, <laughs> that guy needs our help. <laughs> yeah, not. Right, what actions do we have, you guys? Well, as usual, we have a, a weekly a weekly action at this point. Um, remember Gaza, remember what's happening in Palestine, and join an emergency protest for Palestine around Ireland if you can. And we will post links. But in Dublin on Saturday the 16th of December, there's a march and rally at 1pm from the Garden of Remembrance to the Dáil. There's rallies in Ennis, Cork, Limerick and lots of other towns and cities around the country. So if you can get out there and let it be known that we all still care about Gaza and what's happening there, which is absolutely horrific. Yes, absolutely. So I have an action, but it's more of a suggestion if I'm completely transparent with you guys. I went into John's stores the other day and I was kind of almost hit in the face with all of the Christmas tash and all of that stuff. And I just was like, oh, so I just left again, even though I was going in for a purpose. But it made me I came home and I thought, oh, God, like I do. I do want to give Christmas presents this year. But I was like the whole experience of going into town is just too much for me. And I was thinking, I love to give experiences. And one of the things I have thought that I'm going to give to some people next week uh, or at Christmas is uh, to look up home tree charity and look at those kind of experiences. That's really nice. Like yeah. the last few weeks, I don't know, I've just been so overwhelmed by everything that's happening in Gaza and Palestine as a whole and uh, with COP and every, just life. And I just thought, oh, my God, I just need to go for a walk. And then I thought, actually, I'm going to plan little bits like that for the new year. And then I thought I'm going to make people come with me. So that's a nice suggestion to look up kind of nice experiences like that. Rather, you know, if you're like me and if you're like, oh, my God, I can't go into the shops to face all of the tat. There's my action. All right. Um, well, then I think that is it for this episode and for this season and for this year um so thanks a million to everyone who has tuned in uh and for all the lovely feedback that we get on on buy me coffee but also just people sending messages and and uh giving us feedback here and there it's really really appreciated really helps me to keep going anyways i know um and anna and kira thanks a million um for all the chats uh, over the last few months. Yeah, and you too, Dazzler. And thank you, Anna. It's been fun. Yeah, and obviously a big, big thanks to Rob as well for all his uh, for all his editing and producing over the season as well. But that is it. So thanks a million for listening in to this episode and to the whole season. And have a lovely Christmas and Happy New Year. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Ciao. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.